It's August 26, 2020. I'm in my friend Max's house and I'm looking at his wall where he's got, I guess it's a cork board with all sorts of stuff pinned to it. There's a workout plan. There are some receipts pinned up. He has a signed picture from an Olympic torch runner. The latest thing that's been pinned, and I can tell this because it's, it's, it's fresh, it's on top of everything else, is a business card for the New York Believers of Bigfoot. It has a phone number, an email address, and I'm just kind of sitting there, you know, like soaking it all in, thinking to myself, why does Max have this on his board? And then it hit me. This is how I was going to convince my best friend that Sasquatch exists. My name is Ari Kagan, and on this episode of Things You Don't Need to Know, we're going to be tricking someone into thinking something's real. All right, so let's back it up for a second. There was no way I was going to convince Max that Bigfoot exists. No disrespect to the people who believe in Bigfoot and spend their lives chasing it, but Max is just too smart for that. And to back that up, here's what he said when I asked him about the business card. Please forgive the terrible audio. I only had my phone. I noticed that you had a Believers of Bigfoot business card on your wall. I do. Um, I met this lady at a store, and she comes up to me and goes, Yeah, I'm actually a big believer in uh, uh, Bigfoot, and I run the Hudson Valley... Bigfoot Watch Association. Here's my business card. Hands me like four business cards. And I just put them up on my board because I thought they were funny. (laughs) Really? Yeah. And do you believe in Bigfoot? No. Are you you crazy? (laughs) Okay. But that's not to say Bigfoot couldn't help me out in my eventual goal of tricking Max into believing something is true that isn't true. When I recorded that last bit on my phone... I had to do it on my phone because Max knows that I host this podcast and would be suspicious if I was holding my massive Zoom H6 recorder right up to his face. And that's when I thought of my second plan, a plan so smart, so devious, that you'd think Odysseus thought of it. I was going to make Max a guest on the podcast, someone who is in on it. Not only would this give me access to recording with good audio equipment whenever I wanted without him getting suspicious, but it would also allow me to trick him in another way. Right now, I'm talking to Max's brother. It's just audio. They can't see that you haven't shaved. Fuck you, all right? Get out, get out of my room. Um, and I did shave. How gullible do you think Max is? It depends on what. I'm trying to trick him that the FBI is under investigation of our business. Not likely. What if I got, like, cars and, like, surveillance vans sent, like, official-looking letters? What do you think? It'd have to be really, really thought out, but... But, like, start out with a letter and then, like, I don't know. How do you even get an FBI car? What does it look like? Just a bag. All right, so as you heard from Dan, it's not going to be easy. Max is by no means a circus clown. I think Dan was really onto something when he said start slow, you know, with a letter, and then we'll kind of build from there. But I wanted to talk to someone who knew a little bit more about the psychology behind tricking someone into believing something like this. So before I put my plan in action, I decided to talk to a psychologist. So we couldn't actually get a psychologist, something about it being immoral or some garbage, but we could get my sister who wanted to be a psychologist. Yeah, I like psychology. I like psychology. You've read the entire DSM-5, right? I, not cover to cover, but I've read most of it. The DSM-5 is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, 5th edition. It's published by the American Psychiatric Association. Um, When you are able to mirror kind of life events or things that could possibly happen but aren't, necessarily true that is that kind of fuzzy gray area mixing between reality think about when you're dreaming there are things that are obviously off but it's what you're being shown and it's all you know at that moment so your mind wants to believe it if max believes this version of reality i'm relatively sure we can pull this off 
Lastly, I know this is kind of an afterthought, but there is the concern of what this might do to him. Um, it depends on the past that they've had or, you know, possible past traumas. For some, it might not be a big deal at all, but for others, it can be more difficult. So it really is dependent on the person that you're asking. So ignoring all the possible psychological damage, I brought Max into my dream. I've noticed that I'm not going to be able to trick you into thinking Bigfoot's real. Correct. So how about this? I pitch Max on an idea for a fake podcast. One where he's in on me tricking him into thinking Bigfoot's real. What he doesn't know is that I'm going to try to trick him in another way. Using an elaborate scheme of letters, actors, props, and straight up false information, or as it's known on the streets, lies. I'm going to try to get him to believe that our business is under investigation by the FBI for money laundering. Now I know what you're thinking. What business? Well, Max and I run a business where we resell things. It's pretty much anything from sewing machines to like Lego sets. I'll let him explain. Resellers are the assholes of society. Okay, no, don't put that in. But it is true. That is, that is the truth. Well, folks, this is it. We're about to set the gears in motion on something that could completely destroy one of my friendships. And you're going to see it. God damn it. See? Ugh. I'm so used to video. You're going to hear it happen. Today is September 6th, 2020. Uh, it's 1.15 in the afternoon, and we are, uh, we got to come up with a code name for this. Hmm. Let's call it Harry Nelson. Harry Nelson is my producer. He does a great job at letting me do whatever I want, as you can see from this podcast. So thus begins Operation Harry Nelson. I figured a great place to start would just be sending Max a letter. I could rent a few blacked out Fords and hire a bunch of actors to play the FBI, but it might attract unnecessary suspicion from actual law enforcement, and I'm not entirely sure Max would even notice them. I also think a letter is a great way to kind of ease him into our world, but it would only work if it was absolutely perfect, so I called my friend Chris. Oh, fuck yeah, I'm down with that. All right, uh, how quick can you do it? I could do it like right now. I have my laptop right in front of me. Within a few minutes, Chris concocted this incredible FBI letter complete with the footer, Special Agent Kuyan. I whipped it up in a couple minutes. Hopefully it's good enough, it passes the eye test. It looks so good. It's like the actual thing. Yeah, you know, I have experience receiving those, so. You think it's gonna work on them? I, I mean, it's all in like how I play it off. There's also like the logic behind the fact that like the FBI definitely would not send you like a cordial letter telling you this thing. like like if, if that fact goes over his head then we're good yeah yeah <laughs> good luck I hope hopefully you uh, give your friend a panic attack the next day I went to Max's house to plan how we were gonna trick people to think that he believed in Bigfoot so I was thinking we should probably do like, you know those Bigfoot hunter shows where they go outside and they like bang on trees and... Yeah, they're always really close to finding him. Yeah, they're always right on his tail. How are we going to show that like you actually believe in Bigfoot? I mean, I could just be like, damn, he, re he really is real. <laughs> I don't think that's convincing enough. How, how, how else am I going to convince him to go? What if, what if you're, like, driving? Eventually, we come up with a plan and, and get a shoot date on the calendar. I'm pretty busy this week. Should we shoot maybe in two weeks? Sure. On my way out, I placed a letter in his mailbox next to his actual mail. All right, there we go. And now we wait. And later that evening, the phone rings. Hello? Hey, uh... I'm just trying to figure out uh, what this letter's doing on my desk right now. What is it? What does it say? Uh, it says says that we may be embezzling funds through um, 
I mean, I don't know. It's probably it's probably just like a scam or something. Yeah, I no, that's what I'm thinking. Too. I wouldn't take it too seriously. All right, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. If anything else happens, let me know. You but. see, this was all part of it. That's probably what I would have told him in the moment because I know that the FBI doesn't send letters. Max doesn't know that. So having sold him on our first piece of false evidence, I decided to get a little bit more serious by sending him a fake version of this month's accounting. And it's obviously off. Here I have that we sold a Dyson HP-01 air purifier for $715. In reality, we sold it for $349. I also have a 50 pound adjustable dumbbell, which I claim we sold for $325. In reality, we sold it for $129. And lastly, an Elgato Wave mic, which I claim we sold for $599. And in reality, only sold for $230. Now these numbers might not mean anything to you, but Mac should notice that they are completely off. This time it takes him a few days, but when I finally get a call, he's a little concerned. I don't know, it's just me or something, but the spreadsheet numbers are definitely looking a little off and I haven't touched them. What do you so, mean? What do you mean by off? They just don't look, um, I, I didn't touch any of these, but. Are there, I mean, I are there items missing? Yeah, no, there, there are no items missing. I don't know. I don't remember them selling for this price. Have you, you know? checked the sale prices? Uh, yeah, I have, and uh, a few of them are definitely off. Why don't you uh, just just don't do anything, and, and and I'll take care of it. I know we got that letter, and it's just very concerning, you know, how uh, the numbers are not right at the moment. It was at this point I realized just how close I was to achieving my goal. It's making me feel uneasy, for sure. So I did what any good friend would do, and doubled down. Remember when I left that first letter in the mailbox? I said we were gonna meet up in a few weeks to shoot the next segment. Well, the day has finally arrived. Today is September 27th. We are walking through the woods. All right, so I guess just say like, you know, Bigfoot's like, oh my God, I see him or something like that, you know? You know, this was the exact spot that I was walking through the other day. And I swear to God, I swear to God, I saw something. You think it was the Squatch? I think it was a squatch. After a little more misdirection. How did it move? It moved like a like a squatch would. You know how squatches move? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how And it just loosening Max up a bit. What kind of sounds do they make? Like, do you think you can get one to appear? I mean, I can't replicate it. If I had to try, it'd be something like this. What is it, masturbating? Oh, it's just talking. They have a language. Eventually, I find the perfect time to drop my next hint. When I was driving up here, I noticed that there was a like a black Ford parked on your property. Is that one of yours? No, we don't have any of those. Have you seen it around? No. Sure wasn't Bigfoot. Yeah, I'm sure it wasn't Bigfoot. I didn't get as good of a reaction as I was hoping for on that one. And upon talking to his brother, it didn't really sound like Max was terribly concerned. Come in. You got a second? I mean, I guess, yeah. How has Max been acting? Pretty much the same, to be honest. Like, I haven't really noticed a difference. Do you think that, like... He knows anything's up? Like, what do you think he thinks? I mean, like, how much have you told him? We're, like, pretty much through the plan. If I'm being perfectly honest, I was a little disappointed that he was not buying it. But I figured if I sent another letter, maybe that would sway him in our direction. This time I dropped it off as I was driving by his house. But I don't get any phone calls, so I figured he's just thrown it away. That is until a few days later when... This happens. Please excuse the fact that we're playing billiards and it is literally the worst thing to record podcast audio for. I am never doing this again. Hello? What was that? Nice scratch. Yeah, thank you. 
Do they ask for money? Uh, no, but they said there could be a fine. But they didn't ask for money in the letter, right? No. Why don't we take a look at it? All right. And show it to me. I'll, I'll look it over. Max brings me into the living room where we take a look at the letter. So look. Dear owner slash operator Rockridge Distribution LLC, it has come to our attention that your business may be embezzling funds in the coast of New Zealand. This is your final notice to send form CL3-55. We appreciate your compliance. I don't I don't get it. I mean it's I don't not know. a how, how could it be a scam if they're not asking me to do anything or send them money? Hey, you were the one who got me into this in the first place. I really you know, this this should be you. This is on you, man. Like, we keep a we keep a log of everything that we do. I know. There's no way. But I don't know if you have some sort of private log there. If there's something wrong, it has to be you. It's not me. I know for a fact. I know for a fact. I know for a fact. It's not me. I know for a fact it's not me. Well, it's not me. So it has to be you. I think that if you know if you're not gonna take this seriously. Oh, I'm not gonna take it seriously. I'm the one who's not taking it seriously. Right now. You're the one who's not taking it seriously. I know. I know what's what's and it's it's your letter. It has to be you, because I'm not doing it's anything. Not me. It has to be you. I'm not. Look, I'm not Max, doing it. They anything. would not send it. I'm not to, they would, if it was me, anything. they would send it to me. I'm not doing anything. I'm not. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. You may have heard of the podcast Juicy Scoop. Wondered what it is? Why aren't you listening? Well, I'm its host. Created it. Been doing it for seven years. I'm Heather McDonald of Juicy Scoop with Heather McDonald. Now, I could tell you why you should be listening to my show. But my listeners wanted to write the ad for me. And here are some of the things they said. Not your regular juicy podcast. Catch up on all the juicy topics from Hollywood and pop culture to true crime and beyond. Heather McDonald's Juicy Scoop always has great guests, great laughs, and great gossip. It's a comedian's take on the hottest headlines. Juicy Scoop is the pop culture news you want to hear. No BS, no filter, no filler. Raw, real, and in the moment. Throw in the hilarity of amazing comedians that you'll instantly be obsessed with, a juicy crime story, and a dash of normal life in L.A. moments, and you've got yourself an amazing week of Juicy Scoop. Two episodes every week, every Tuesday and Thursday. It will never let you down. Now, for any ordinary person, this would be enough. But I think we can go a step farther. Thank you for choosing Avis. How may I help you? Hi, I was wondering if you had any Ford E-Series vans? First introduced in 1961, the Ford E-Series, or Econoline, are a staple of side streets far and wide. The latest model produces 350 horsepower and 468 pound-feet of torque. This iconic white truck is beloved by kidnappers everywhere and often features free candy in bold letters across the side. But more importantly, they're the FBI's surveillance van of choice. That's right. In a few short days, me and my narkiest-looking friends were going to pack into the back of this van, drive over to Max's house at dawn, and pretend that we were the FBI. What do you think? Sounds like an awful idea. <laughs> Sounds straight up bad. Why? Seems like a waste of money and like you're going to lose a friend. But that didn't convince me. I hadn't come this far to just come this far. So on Tuesday, October 13th, 
at 7.03 a.m., we pulled into Max's driveway. Here's the thing. Thank you for choosing Avis, man. There was no raid. I didn't rent a van. I whipped it up in a couple minutes. There wasn't even a real letter. How gullible do you think Max is? Yeah, I'm actually a big believer in uh, uh, Bigfoot. It's August 26th, 2020. All right, so I guess just say like. Archie numbers are definitely. Yeah, I like saying I, I mean, all it's right, all so in like how I play it off. Making me feel uneasy for sure. Mirror kind of. So, I want you to convince life events or things that could possibly ha- happen, but aren't. When I was driving up here, I noticed that there was a like a black Ford parked on your property. Do we have to redo like the whole thing? You think it's gonna work on them? Matter of fact, none of this is real. Bigfoot watch association. Not a single thing. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> it moved like a like a squash would. You know how a squash is smooth? It'd have to be really, really thought out. But hey, uh. I'm just trying to figure out uh, what this letter's doing on my desk right now. Oh, fuck yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah, I'm actually a big believer in uh, uh, Bigfoot. We're going to be tricking someone into thinking something's real. Sounds like an awful idea. The only thing we didn't tell you is that the person getting tricked is you. Do you think we fooled anyone with this? Honestly, no. <laughs> Okay, maybe a few, yeah, maybe a few people, actually. Things You Don't Need to Know is a Hyper Object and 3 Uncanny 4 production. The show is hosted and written by me, Ari Kagan, and produced by Harry Nelson, and also me. Additional help from Shane McKeon and Nuna Sharafadine. Our executive producers are Adam McKay and Laura Mayer. The show is mixed by Nice Manners. If you like Things You Don't Need to Know, head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, and hit subscribe. Also, if you leave a review, I will send you real proof that Bigfoot exists. Like that's a, it's a is it a running joke that you not you're not actually sending people stuff, or are we or is it there more variety to it? You know, we've established that you're bad at sending people things, and therefore that you being a trickster in this episode is not as you know you you've established yourself as a trickster in this area anyway. You know what I mean? I think we'll just use that. <laughs>